Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. Happy to have you with us. And looking forward to this conversation today with Heather Anderson from the Two Hearts team. Heather, good morning. Good morning. Well, first off, tell me a little bit, what is Two Hearts? Two Hearts is a nonprofit agency or organization, and we serve children, teens, um, who were born with congenital heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, several of the kids that we work with um, have had transplants or have severe um, defects. And our mission is to prepare them for transition. So a majority of the kids that we work with um, are 12 to about 19. Okay. And it's those years that we concentrate on because um, CHD, congenital heart disease, does not go away. You still have it as an adult, and um, we prepare them for, you know, having this lifelong disease um, and how to take care of themselves and and how to navigate all the uh, different paths you have to take Mm -hmm. to maintain good health. For children that are born with congenital heart disease, like you said, some are going through surgeries, uh, different things have been going on. What kind of lifelong issues are they faced with dealing that you're kind of helping them with? Well, when you're born with a defect in your heart, there's no way to, um, that you can have surgery, um, but there's no way to make a heart normal again it's always going to have this defect and it is um vulnerable to all the same things that the whole country is vulnerable towards we have to watch what we eat um some of us are you know have to be on medications because of the pressures in some people have higher pressures in their hearts some people are dealing with um, low blood pressure, there, there's all kinds of things that are, are side effects of your defect. And so just learning to manage that, learning to establish a relationship with your team, um, understand the medication you're on, understand your diagnosis, understand, um, you know, most females with CHD cannot be on birth control. Because estrogen is really bad for the heart. It thickens the blood. And when you have a defect, um, that is dangerous. So just there's all kinds of, you know, it, it, you know ha- getting, having to take an antibiotic before you go to the dentist. Because, um, you know, the inf- blood infections are at such a high risk. Why did two hearts start? Like, where, where did this begin for you? Um, well, I was volunteering at Children's Hospital in the cardiac unit, and um, I was also um, speaking at a couple conferences here and there, and um, a lot of the events were for these very young kids, and one of the volunteer coordinators introduced me to my partner, Jamie, who's the co-founder, and she also said, you know, I'm noticing that there's nothing for these older kids. Mm. And when you get to be about middle school, that's when you really start realizing you are different from everybody else. Okay. And a middle school across the board for everyone is, is, can be difficult. Right, right. Absolutely. um, 
And so, you know, we wanted to be able to support that age group and help them uh, empower them, help them feel secure in their own body, own their scars, own their defects, be proud of how strong they are Mm -hmm. and what they've been through. Right. And challenge them to think a different way. So how do teens, tweens with this birth defect and then living the life with congenital heart disease, how do they find you at Two Hearts? Well, we usually come through caretakers, um, usually whoever they're nurse or doctor is we get um they recommend us okay because we're not affiliated with any uh specific hospital we don't have access to patients unless they reach out to us okay and many a majority of them come from the hospitals that serve them Mm -hmm. whether it be rocky mountain children's or Children's Hospital Colorado. Right. And what it, when they reach out to you, what are the initial questions? What are those initial needs that brought them to you? Um, usually it is a, it is a parent um, encouraging it because they're noticing that um, things are kind of getting real for their kid. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're finding that their, their child needs support. And they need support, too. Having a team, you know, with going through this, we also serve the families, too. We encourage the families to get together, and we concentrate on time for the parents to be together and talk to get talk to each other and educate each other and inspire each other and support each other. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just a need that a parent notices or a nurse notices or a lot of, you know, sometimes some of the doctors who, you know, are seeing a, a patient quite often are starting to notice, hmm, this, this kid might, might want some support or might want to have, you know, know more people uh, that they have in common with. So is it, do you feel like it starts really as that emotional need? Yes. So then you guys yeah. step in. And what are some of the things that you do at Two Hearts for these teenagers and the families that are going through it? Well, what I like to say is we um, put spinach in the cake. Um, (laughs) We have all kinds of events, but there's always an educational element to it. Mm -hmm. Um, We, you know, we'll do pedicure manicures. Um, We did a a female-only pedicure manicure, but we also, they learned about birth control, and we do... uh, you know, they did go-kart racing, and a couple of the doctors ran that, and that was just for the boys, and it was about, you know, puberty, um, you know, for boys and the changes. We we do um, we do a lot of art therapy. We do a lot of um, future planning. We do a lot of understanding insurance. We do a lot of um, understanding diagnosis. Um, all, all kinds of things, but they're always wrapped up in, in something very fun. Um, you know, we, we liked, you know, we just recently, last couple of weeks, or last Sunday, we did a sip and painting. And, um, you know, we just talked about how this COVID has been really hard. And, and we, were, we just talked about support and being 
there for each other. So we talked about how families find you and some of the things that you do for these families and these teenagers. But tell me, what does your typical teenager family look like? Our typical child comes to us, and um, I say child because I'm a mother, and <laughs> even if you're 15, right. you're a child. Absolutely. Um, um, but they usually come around a 12 years old, and um, it's usually because they're just, you know, the parents are, are noticing that maybe this would be a good thing, and it's not necessarily they're in a bad way when we meet them. It's just, you know, things are getting different. Things right. are changing, and it would be nice, and it would enhance, and it might even inspire, you know, these kids to have friends like themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the only ones in their entire school who, you know, that they know of who have to deal with what they have to deal with. That's usually, they come in, usually they're ready for they're ready for a, an experience. They're ready to start embracing the responsibility and taking on the responsibility. I was going to say, and that is a big responsibility. What have you found is that biggest need for the teens and kids that are living with congenital heart disease? Education. Uh, we produce a lot of educational material, um, and we distribute it. We distributed educational material over to 30 states and 10 countries mm-hmm. so we you know send these all out so we educate them support support and a sense of community you know uh, a sense of belonging a, a sense of identification to who they are and what they have mm-hmm. and you know not that, that that's just having a heart disease does not define who you are at all right but it is nice to have to be able to communicate with someone who can identify with you and be in the community with you. Well, absolutely. And I think that's a goal of all people is that belonging and that feeling, that sense of community. How did COVID-19, how has the pandemic impacted two hearts? And what do you tell your, your clients, your patients? It's been really difficult. It's been very, very difficult because we um, have often, we, you know, we go to the hospitals, we um, do you know, we meet with nurses We because we really love the nurses. Um, mm-hmm. The nurses are usually the ones who are the most insightful and can detect kids that probably need our service. Right. Um, we go visit patients. Um, we, it, we do something every month. We haven't been able to do anything in person. We haven't, we're not allowed in the hospitals anymore, um, which, you know, is kind of uh, – an important thing for us because if we if we have a, a child that, that we see every month and they're in the hospital, we, we want to be there to support right. them, at least just to even bring them something. Um, the socialization has been you know very difficult. The kids looked forward to being together and doing fun stuff, and now being at home and not being able to be together, um, just just like. I think every other kid in this state and country, um, it's just been really hard to communicate. There's something that is really um, important about being present with somebody, looking into someone's eyes, being in their energy, and supporting just their essence. 
Right. And you don't get that. Um, and it, it's it's hard. I'm sure it is on, on you all as well as on the kids. How dangerous, and, and just kind of a side question here, how dangerous is COVID-19 for someone with congenital heart disease? Um, well, the good news is um, the patients that we work with, the ones that have gotten COVID, have gotten through it, which is wonderful. Right. And um, this is still such an unknown uh you know, there's still so many things. Like right when we think we got COVID figured out, something else happened. So true. Um, but the the concern was they were finding that you know, with any sickness, you get a little scarring. Right. And scarring in the heart is not something that someone who has already has tissue scarring already. Scarring is um, it makes the heart have to work harder. Sure. Because it gets in the way. And so you want to avoid anything that is going to make it harder for your heart to work. Yeah, and you're right with COVID-19. And just as we are continually finding out new things about the coronavirus, yeah, I can I can see where, you know, the game plan is constantly changing. Uh, for families who are needing your services, maybe hadn't heard about it until this podcast, what would you tell them? How should they get in touch with you? Um we have a website. It's um, the, the number two dash heart.org. And they can also email us at info. Okay. At two dash heart.org. We, you know, you can Google us. <laughs> we have a YouTube page. Okay. Uh, two hearts co. Um, we were on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And we are Two Hearts Denver on everything. Okay. Uh, Facebook, we're Two Hearts Charity. And uh, there's there's lots of ways to, to reach out to us. And um, what will happen if someone does reach out to us, we send them a stack of educational materials that we work with. Okay. And we... Um, we put them on the invite list and we get excited to meet them. I love it. And I know if you go to the number two dash hearts.org, you can also make a donation and support these teens, support these families with CHD. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you talking today, Heather Anderson, the two hearts team. Once again, it's two dash hearts.org. Thank you again. And just great information today. And we sure appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. And for more information on this organization or any of the others, you can just find us by going to your radio station's website. You can always share this on your social media account. Have a great day. Be blessed and be kind to everyone.